Good evening, good evening to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I greet you in the name of our Lord and our Savior. I pray that you are having a great day in the Lord. Go ahead. You know what I need you to do. I want you to share this with your neighbors and with your friends. Good to see that you all are already in the room and populating the room. God bless you. God bless you, Sister Martin. Good to see you this evening. Uh, Sister Gray, good evening. God bless you, Terry Gray. Deborah Ledbetter, God bless you. Good evening. Go ahead and let us know that you're in the room on this evening and you're uh, with us and, and that you hear everything well. We pray that all is going well. Uh, I'm excited again about tonight. Uh, we've got a great lesson tonight, so I want you to go ahead uh, and share this with your neighbors. You know, last week I introduced the term digital disciples uh, and engaging in digital discipleship. I need you to do that right now. Uh, simply share that on your screen, share, hit the share button on your screens, let your neighbors know that you're watching and invite them to watch our Bible study on tonight. It's going to be great. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. So go ahead and share it, share with them now. We've got some uh, great teaching coming up tonight, and uh, I'm looking again on, on my other screen because I don't want to miss anybody. Amen. And sometimes I miss by uh, just looking on one screen. So again, thank you for being here tonight. I pray that everybody's well. Uh, of course, we had a, a little uh, a storm this way. Uh, I can call it a little bit, or certainly on the coast uh, with Hurricane Sally coming in. Uh, we pray the uh, God will continue to bless uh, and keep those who are, have been impacted and affected by the storm. Uh, also, not just those who are impacted by this storm, uh, the most recent one, but uh, the ones who are continuing to recover from uh, the storm that hit over in Lake, Lake Charles, uh, the hurricane that hit over in Lake Charles some time, some, some time ago. So continue to keep uh, keep them all in, our, in your prayers. Good evening, Sister Sellers, Sister Mac, amen, Jean Clark, Willie Gray, Karen Ellis Evans, amen, Kimberly Ellis, Brother Hartfield, Deacon Hartfield, God bless you, God bless you, good to see everybody's coming in. Sister Coleman, God bless you. Alistair Morgan, I'm going back up trying to catch all these names that have come in since I've been talking. I may not get everybody, but I see you're on. Amen. So glad that you all are with us. We're going to get ready and get in the word on tonight. Uh, while I while we get ready, let me go ahead and offer a word of prayer. Uh, won't you join us in a word of prayer and we get ready to get into the word. Father God, we bless you. We thank you for this time together. We thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to gather again and study your word, hear your word, learn and glean wisdom from your word. We pray now, O oh God, that you will use this time that it would uh, benefit our spirits, that it would edify our souls, that it would lift and encourage us, our hearts, our minds, give us peace in troubling times. God, we pray now that uh, as we lift up those who are on our minds, uh, who are in need of prayer, uh, affected by storms and the like, affected by COVID-19. We pray, oh God, that your head, your hand, your loving care would guide us in your way and in your will, that we would be the people that you've called us to be, that we would be salt and that we would be light in a dark world. You said that we are the light. So God, we pray now that we would let our light so shine that men might not glorify us, but glorify the Father who is in heaven. Grant it now in Jesus' name, and for his sake we pray. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you. Listen, y'all, uh, I've got, I've got, I've got in my house now, yeah, um, 
my son uh, is now uh, legal. Yeah, he's 18 as of yesterday. He celebrated his birthday on yesterday. So I've got a legal uh, grown up, amen, uh, living. And I thank God that we had a great time, had a great time on, on yesterday celebrating his birthday. I'm so extremely uh, proud of my son and thankful that God is just blessing him with so many gifts. And then on Friday is my wife's birthday. So it's a busy month for us in our household uh, at, at 401 North Point Parkway. So y'all pray, uh, but thank God for his blessings. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God is blessing us in the, in the marvelous way that he is. Listen, so wanna get started tonight. Uh, I've got a song that I wanna start out with as I did last week, got a song that I wanna start out with. Uh, this song, it, it, just, it just posted yesterday uh, on, on YouTube yesterday. So this is fresh. Uh, it hasn't, it hasn't circulated very much. Uh, it's, it's getting out there right now. So this is fresh. You, you may not have seen it yet. Uh, it is a song, a very familiar song, This Little Light of Mine. It's arranged by Moses Hogan. Moses Hogan is an African-American composer and arranger. Uh, when I was at Tougaloo, we sang so many of, of his arrangements, uh, just a phenomenal musician, phenomenal uh, uh, composer. Uh, in fact, in fact, uh, he had he has what's called the M Moses Hogan Chorale. And I remember when we were at Tougaloo, we went down to um, uh, New Orleans uh, to sing, and the Moses Hogan Chorale were the guest singers. And we saw this little choir come up, and they were filled with senior citizens. I mean, they were walking up into the choir stand. A lot of them had their walking canes and walking sticks. And we were looking like, yeah, this is going to be a, a, a laugh or, you know. And when those people opened their mouths, oh, my God, the heavens opened up. I'm here to tell you, uh, the Moses Hogan Corral. Well, this song, this song, uh, this little light of mine is composed uh, by Moses Hogan. It's, it's sang by, uh, this is performed by uh, the Texas Christian University Concert Chorale. Uh, this little light of mine is about four minutes. Wanted to uh, use it to open up our discussion for tonight. I pray uh, that you enjoy it and that it brings life and light uh, to your heart and to your spirit. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. 
Amen. I pray that that blessed you. I pray that that blessed you. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Gonna let it shine. Yeah, powerful even through the masks. Amen. Amen. So listen, I wanted to use that um, that clip tonight uh, to kind of set up what we wanted to continue talking about, uh, the anatomy of the believer. Last week, last week we discussed uh, the believer's eyes. Uh, we talked about the eyes being the window to the, the soul and the heart of, of the Christian. And therefore we need to be careful about uh, what we allow our eyes to watch, to look at, to behold, guard our eyes. Tonight, tonight I want to go a little bit further. We wanna talk about the believer's tongue the believer's tongue. Amen. The believer's tongue. We're, we're talking about the parts of the believer. Amen. Somebody So we're going to talk about the tongue tonight. I told you it's going to be good tonight. So uh, go ahead and share it with your neighbors. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Share it with your neighbors, the tongue, the believer's tongue. Amen. Amen. So listen, I want to come out of the book of James, book of James, uh, that's found after Hebrews in the old, in the New Testament. I'm sorry, New Testament after the book of Hebrews, you find the book of James. The book of James is one of my favorite. It really is one of my favorite books of all the Bible because book of James is, is, is only five chapters long. Okay. It's a short book, but it is incredibly power packed. And I say power packed because the book of James is a it, it's it's a it's a practical advice I say for common problems. It's it's the kind of book that you can read in one sitting, right? And it addresses so many practical things. Um, I, when I preach from this book, I, I I say that it's it gives us practical advice for how to live out our spiritual lives, right? Sometimes we make spiritual living so complex and so convoluted and make it so hard. And, and James just breaks it down and says, look, it ain't that hard. <laughs> it really ain't that hard. And, and one of the things that he does, I mean, in the book of James. So James is, 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 is that book that talks about in the first chapter, talks about wisdom. It says, if anyone lacks wisdom, if any man lacks wisdom, um, uh, let him ask of God who gives to, gives to man liberally. If, if you don't have the wisdom to know, James is saying, listen, if you don't know the wisdom how to handle something, first of all, pray about it. God will show you what to do, right? He puts, God puts in the heart of every man a little compass that tells you right from wrong. Everybody's got it. Now, we don't always listen to it, but everybody's got it. And because you don't always listen to it means that sometimes you can dull that voice, okay? You can dull that, that inner voice that tells you between right and wrong. But God gives every man wisdom, whoever asks. James is that book that brings those things up. James is that book that says, if any man among you seems to be religious and bridles not his tongue, that man's religion is in vain. Again, it's practical. He's saying, listen, don't tell me how religious you are if you can't control your mouth. Let me get my water right now because it's about to get good. I'm, I'm telling you, go ahead and share it with your neighbor. It's going to get good tonight. James says, don't tell me how, how spiritual you are. Don't tell me how much faith you have. Don't tell me how long you've been baptized, how long you've been in the church, how Holy Ghost feel you are. If you don't have enough self-control to control your tongue, it's that simple, 
right? James is a, again, it's a practical book. He makes faith and religion very practical, something that we can, we can grab hold to. He talks about temptation. He says, listen, if, if any man is tempted, uh, don't say that he is tempted of God. Don't blame it on God. God doesn't tempt you. If any man is tempted, James says, you are drawn away from your own lusts that are in your own heart, right? It's James that says that uh, uh, God has no respecter of persons in chapter two. All right. He says that that we're the ones who who make who who respect certain people and don't give other people respect. He said, if a if a if a rich man comes into your church, your synagogue or your assembly. Right. And 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 you give him watch this preferred seating. Good God, am I, I'm telling you, it's going to he said, if, if you give the rich person the good seat. Right. And somebody comes in who who is not dressed very well and 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 and, and they don't have the best of clothes and and they don't smell the best. And, and you stick them over in a corner. He, James says, what kind of religion is that? Deliver me from a religion. Watch this. Who respects certain people and disrespect others just because of how they look, just because of the way they talk, just because of the clothes they wear. James says, I don't have time for that kind of religion. That And God is not in that kind of religion. Okay. So again, James is a practical, I, I hope y'all can, I'm kind of fired up tonight. James is a practical book, a practical book about how we live out our faith. James is the same one who says, listen, faith without works is dead. You, you, he says, if, if a brother or sister comes to you that's destitute and needs a food and you say to that person, uh, uh, be, be, depart in peace, or basically saying, listen, the Lord will take care of you, but you don't give that person any money to give them the food that they need or the clothes that they need. And you're just, you're just praying for them. James says that that's faith and no works. There, there is no place for Christians to be talking and not doing. If we're going to talk it, we got to back it up with some with some action. Right. That's James. So I say James is that practical book of, of what religion looks like and how it's practiced in everyday life. Right. And so and so our scripture lesson for tonight. Good God, it's going to be good. Our scripture lesson for tonight comes from chapter three, chapter three, verses one through ten. I hope you got your Bibles, y'all. Y'all got your Bibles. Chapter three, verses one through ten. James chapter three verses one through 10. Do you have it? James chapter three, verses one through 10. Here it is. Here it is. I, I tell you what, I won't read all of it because I want you to do your study for tonight, right? I'm going to read a few verses uh, that, that I'm going to concentrate on for tonight. I'm going to concentrate on, let's see, verses uh, verses one through six, okay? But I want you to read the rest of it uh, in, in your study time. One through six. My brethren, uh, be not be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. But behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth, in the horse's mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small ham or rudder, whithersoever the governor listeth? Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. 
So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. All right, tell your neighbors about to get good. Here it is. Here it is. Um, James, James and, and he does this in the beginning of, 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 of his letter, right? And I read it to you earlier, James 1 and 26, where he says, if any man seems to be religious among you and cannot bridle his tongue. So he introduces this idea of tongue control early and links it directly to faith. He says, there's no need of you talking about faith if you don't have any control of your mouth. It's practical. Type that in. It's practical. Don't, don't make this, don't make this any bigger than what it is. Faith is very practical. You don't have much faith if you can't lock your lips. If you got to say everything that's on your mind, if you can't wait and listen to others, if you think that what you have to say is the most important, right? And you're you're cutting everybody off, right? You don't have a whole lot of faith. Okay? So, here 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 we begin this lesson. And James says, uh, uh, the first thing we got to we got to realize, first thing we got to realize, we're going to talk about uh, several things uh, that we got to watch for when it comes to the management of our mouths. How do you manage your mouths? How do you control your tongues? Here it is. Number one, you got to be aware of the pitfalls. If you're going to have better control of your mouth, because listen, let's be honest, let's be honest. Uh, we we all kind of. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> We all kind of have some stuff on our minds and we all kind of say some things that that just get us a little further ahead of ourselves than we ought to be. So James says, listen, if you're going to manage your mouth, if you're going to control your tongue, number one, you got to be aware of the pit pitfalls. Verse two, here it is. Look at verse two. For in many things we offend all. In other words, what, what James says is there are a whole lot of ways that we can be offensive with our mouths. There are a whole lot of ways. The many ways that we offend with the tongue. What are they? What are they? How many ways do we offend with our tongue? The Bible gives us a whole lot of them. Number one, slander. Psalm 101 and 5, whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. What do you mean by slander? That means when you're talking about somebody and you're doing them personal injury publicly right? You're, you're damaging their reputation. You're damaging their personhood. You're talking about them, uh, not just behind their back, but you are publicly assaulting them and damaging them. And I don't know what it is about this culture that we're in right now, but, but, but it seems like, it seems like that camera and this light and this microphone is doing something to people and people are going out of their minds just to gain an audience and be relevant and doing so by damaging other people. I don't know. I, I don't know what this culture is, but, but it seems like it seems like, and people, people, if you go on YouTube right now, people are, are becoming millionaires basically by tearing people down. It's, it's, it's lunacy. And, and it's like, we've forgotten that, no, we're supposed to govern our tongues. We're not just supposed to say any and everything and 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 innuendo and and rumor and keep stuff going, stuff that we don't even know about. And the Bible is clear about it, that we're supposed to manage our mouths and not participate 
in slandering others. Amen, somebody. How do you, how do you, what, what else? What are the other ways that we offend by our tongue? By lying, Ephesians 4 and 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Stop lying. Oh God, stop lying. There's some things, there's some things that, listen, um, if, if you don't know the truth of the matter, stop speculating out loud. Because that speculation leads to lies. All right, I'm gonna get to that a little later. Let's get, but but we do damage. We do damage. We do damage. We hurt others uh, when we engage in slander. When we engage in lying. Number three, gossip. Right. Many ways that we offend with our tongue. Proverbs 11 and 13. A talebearer re revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Listen, it's it's one thing, it's one thing to expose. Watch this, let me help. It's one thing to expose that which needs to be for the sake of for the sake of of crimes being or receiving justice, right? It's it's one thing, it's one thing to conceal something that is criminal something that deserves uh, uh, justice and something that needs to, we, we're not talking about that. We're talking about you spread, conceal, you're, talk, you're spreading things that really ain't nobody else's business. I know that's not good English. My English teachers are watching, amen. But you hear what I'm saying. That's nobody else's business. Why are you engaging in whispering to others, whether it's true or not. We're not even talking about whether it's true. The question is, do you have a reason to really engage in that kind of dialogue? See, you see, you see why I started with this little light of mine now? <laughs> yeah, because what kind of light are you shining if you're participating in gossip, if you're slandering people? If you're lying, what kind of light is that? What kind of demonstration of the gospel is that to the world? All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Other ways that we, other ways that we do damage with our tongues by boasting, by boasting. Proverbs twenty-seven and two: Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth; a stranger, and not thine own lips. You, do you know anybody who who just really? Uh, <laughs> talks about themselves just a little too much. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter what the conversation is, some way they're going to figure out how to make it about them. You know who I'm talking about. Hope I'm not talking about you. I mean, really, that 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 it doesn't matter what the conversation is in some kind of way they'll bring it back around to either something they did or something they know or or something that they it's and and make it about them and their experiences them and their know-how them and their knowledge and they're boasting in and of themselves you're not letting your light shine like that you 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 think you're shining a light on yourself you're actually you're actually you're actually putting a light out Tell your neighbor it's unbecoming. Boasting does not look good on you. It doesn't. It doesn't look good on you. You don't. You don't wear it well. Okay. 
Uh, go, go back. I'm sorry. Here we go. Complaining. Complain. Another way that we do harm with, by our mouths. By complaining. Philippians 2 and 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Do all things without murmuring. Do you know anybody who just anything? It doesn't matter what it is. They're going to complain about it. Doesn't matter. I mean, doesn't matter. Does, does not matter. They're going to figure out some way and some reason to murmur or complain. I mean, everybody could be getting along, going along, doing well, and this person is going to figure out something to pick on and pick at and complain about it. Amen. Amen. Y'all acting like y'all don't forget. I know we've been out of church for a few months, but but y'all ain't forget some of these folks. They complain. They complain. Let me stop talking. They complain. They complain. Some of your family, they complain. They complain. Some of your friends, they complain. I mean, you can ask them how the day is going and and listen before they can say anything good. They're going to complain, complain, complain. And we do harm like that. We do harm. We do harm. Also by cursing Romans, Romans 12 and 14, Romans 12 and 14 says, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. If you are a Christian, what are you doing cursing? Don't tell me, don't tell me the Lord's still working on me. Listen, you, you old enough to have stopped cursing by now. I'm looking at you. You old enough to have stopped cursing by now. Don't tell me he's still working on me. No, Are, is he? Have you allowed him to, to keep working on you? Or have you just decided, no, that's just my mouth. That's just my tongue. No, your tongue is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid. Lay your heart, lay your mind, but also lay your tongue and your mouth upon the altar so that God can have his way with you completely, with you holy and make you holy. Amen, somebody. Um, uh, you know anybody who criticizes? We do harm by criticizing. Ephesians 4 and 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Let no corrupt communication, no corrupt, and we're going to use that verse uh, quite a bit tonight. Let no corrupt communication. Uh, oftentimes we think about that in terms of cursing, but no corrupt communication means that, watch this, that I don't corrupt someone's spirit. And do you know, do you know that you can hurt and corrupt someone's spirit by being overly critical? I mean, if every time, if every time uh, you talk to them, you're criticizing them, you're finding something to be critical about, you can corrupt their minds. Why? Because suddenly they begin to think negative thoughts about themselves. I know I'm right about it. Listen, you, you can, you can so program someone by your words and by your language, that they begin to think nothing of themselves. And you, watch this, have participated in corrupting the human spirit by damaging them emotionally. Hmm. Here we go. In that, song, in that same line, discouraging. When you discourage someone, Somebody come to you with with dreams and hopes and aspirations. And before before they can even talk about it, you 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 you've got 10 reasons why it won't work. Come on, man. Quit discouraging people from pursuing something that's fresh on their minds, something that they're excited about. Right. And I have to be careful of this myself, right? That there's sometimes when I see things and, and, and people come to me with visions and, and thoughts about what they're going to do. And, and I can see it off the front. Like, I can tell you five reasons why that ain't going to work. But, but before I just kill it, let me at least hear it, right? Bef before I just knock it down, let me at least hear the heart of the matter 
so that so that I can better respond to it and it not be destructive and not be discouraging, but it in fact becomes an encouraging way of saying to them, let's approach it differently. It's an idea. It's, it may be a workable idea, but the way you're going about it may not work, right? Now I can encourage you without killing your dream. Mm. There are some dream killers out there. And 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 you who are dream killers and criticizers, I don't believe that you have a bad heart. I believe that you just don't know how to reframe your language so that you are an encourager rather than a discourager. And hopefully I'm going to help you do that tonight. All right? A uh, couple of more things. Things that things that we do, things that we do that mess that mess with our witness to the world. Dirty jokes. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to get to it. Colossians three nine and eight three eighty nine, uh, verse eight says, <laughs> "But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Put off all of these filthy communication out out of your mouth. Filthy that see, watch this. That's not filthy communication. Is not just cursing." Filthy communication is anything that's filthy, right? Jokes that have no place. And, and oh God, should I say this? Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> church people. Let me go, let me, let me be more specific. People who have the microphone and have been given the privilege of speaking before audiences and Christian congregations and, and believers, you have a high priority in making sure that your language represents the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I, you you've heard it. I've heard it, and I've cringed, and I, I've had I've challenged I've challenged some of my own colleagues about what they say in the pulpit, what's appropriate and what's inappropriate, and and sometimes you're trying to be funny and get people to go along with you and laugh, and before you know it, you've said something that just has no place in the pulpit, let alone in your mouth. You know I'm right about it. And it may not be filthy, dirty, but it's certainly inappropriate. It's certainly inappropriate. It's certainly, the, the picture you painted, preacher, has no reason to be in my mind right now while I'm trying to hear the gospel. And you got me in your bedroom or in some other places while I'm trying to hear the gospel because you're trying to be cute and funny. I'm talking to some preachers right now. Y'all excuse me. Preachers, listen to me. There's a time and a place, and the pulpit is neither the time nor the place for you to be inappropriate with your language trying to be funny. Oh, Lord. Y'all help me. I'm, I'm, let me push on. Let me push on because I believe I done turned some folk off tonight. Here we go. Here we go. Sarcasm, but you know I'm right. Sarcasm, sarcasm. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 5. 
uh, verse three, but fornication and all uncleanness and or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting. There it is, jesting, nor jesting. Sometimes, watch this, sometimes uh, you can, you can uh, be trying to be funny again, right? And using sarcasm to be funny and really you're hurting people. Oh, I was just being sarcastic. Yeah, but your sarcasm was mean-spirited. Where did your sarcasm come from, right? Were you jesting? Were you were you were you were you really talking about the individual on the sly? Right? And 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 you said it in just enough coded language that that the people who knew what you was talking about got it. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So we got to be aware of the pitfalls. Those are some of the pitfalls that we got to be aware of. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. You got to be aware of it. I told you it's going to be good. Share it with your neighbors. Now, here's what we got to do. Here's what we got to do. And the, the scripture says it. You have to learn how to be intentionally positive. If we're going to manage our mouths, if we're going to control our tongues, these tongues that are so powerful in our witness to the world, right? Because it's, listen, it's not about what you talk about in terms of, of, of having faith. It's showing the faith in your language, in your discourse, in your communication. And, and James talks about this. He's, he talks, and that's why I say you got to read the whole chapter, y'all, because later on in, in this chapter, he says, listen, with this tongue comes both blessings and cursings, and it ought not be so. You ought not have blessings and cursing coming from the same mouth. That's double talk. And some of us are talking out of both sides of our mouths, talking like a Christian one day and talking like who knows what the next. Right. So here it is. Here it is. We got to learn how to be intentionally positive, intentionally positive. Verse number three says, behold, uh, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. L listen to the language. That's beautiful language that, that James is writing here. He says, we put bits into horses' mouths. I don't know if you've ever seen a bit before, but it's just a little small piece of metal uh, with two, two little grommets on the other side of it. And, you, and that goes into that horse's mouth. And just that little metal causes that horse, when, when you pull the reins, or you pull, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all you, used to uh, farm and, and you, you, you had a mule and, and, and you would pull the reins one side or the other and that bit would change the direction of that animal, right? James says the same way that little small piece of metal can change the direction of that great big horse, so can this small member of your mouth change the whole direction, hear me, of someone's life. Your tongue has power. Listen to what I'm saying. Your tongue has power. And with your tongue, you can either build someone up or tear someone down. It's your choice. You can help to make somebody be great. Or you can make somebody want to kill themselves. Yeah, I said it. 
That's the power of the tongue. And that's why we have to be careful about how we use our words, because with this tongue, we can control huge, big, great things. Something as small as our tongue has the ability to make a huge difference in someone's life, in someone's day, in someone's perspective. So because of that, we got to be careful of how we use our tongue. And watch this. For those of us, for those of us who then, and, and I said this, I said this earlier, I don't believe that people who are just naturally critical are necessarily mean, you know, are necessarily just just evil and, and wretched at the core. I don't believe that. I believe some people just, they're just made up that way. And so for you who are just made up that way to 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 look at things from this side rather than this side, here is what you have to work particularly hard in being intentionally positive, right? It's it's where you have to, it's where when you're presented with stuff, you have to take a pause because, because the natural you wants to jump on it. Right. The natural you wants to point out everything that's wrong. Right. And that's not coming from an evil, bad place. It's just how you see, you know, the world, how you see life. And 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 so the natural you wants to do that. And you have to decide I need to be intentionally positive so that I don't do damage. To an individual. Y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? All right. Here it is. It's about to get good. Here it is, y'all. How much time I got? Oh, Lord, I may not get to all this. Um, here it is. Be cautious and think. If you're going to manage your mouth, if you're going to control your tongue, be cautious and think before you speak. Be cautious and think before you speak. Verse five. Verse five says, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, behold is consider, think how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Think. You know, Think before you speak. Think about, watch this, think about the damage, the great fire that you could start by, by what you're doing, by how you're talking, by what you're saying. Think before you speak. You say, Reverend, I try. I don't know what it is. Here it is. Here it is. I'm about to help you tonight. Here it is. How do you think? I'm going to give you an acronym. I'm going to give you an acronym to help you. Think before you speak, right? Before you speak, before you say, you, you say, okay, should I say this? Uh, it's on my mind. It's on my mind. Uh, let, let me think about it. Let, let me, uh, I'm thinking, here it is. T, is it truthful? Is what you're about to say the truth? Don't tell me it's what you heard. Don't tell me it's what everybody else is saying. Don't tell me it's it's the news of the day. The street committee brought it to you. If the street committee brought it to you, it needs to stay on the street. Good God. Uh, <laughs> and I ain't going to ask why the street committee brought it to you anyway. That's another that's another lesson. But but is it truthful? Is it has it been verified? Have you verified it? Do you know it to be the truth? Before you engage in the in the conversation, do you have the facts? Right? That's number one. Think, is it truthful? Two, is it helpful? Is what you're about to say helpful? 
Oh, it's going to help somebody tonight. Is what you see? Because here it is. Here it is. Some of us think that if it's the truth, then we got to say it. Well, no. Is what you're saying helpful? Paul says, all things are lawful to me, but everything is not expedient. In other words, just because it's lawful doesn't mean I need to do it because I can, because just because it's lawful doesn't mean it's helping me in my witness. It's helping me in my discipleship. It's helping me as I grow. And so before you say what you think you want to say, ask yourself, is what you're saying helpful? Is it helpful to the cause? Is it helpful to the individual? Is it helpful to the situation? Is it helpful for what, 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 it, what needs to happen? Talk to me, somebody. Number three, think, I, is it inspiring? Is it truthful? Is it helpful? H, I, is it inspiring? Is what you're about to say going to encourage, inspire, and motivate? Are you hearing me? Is what you're about to say going to inspire, encourage, and motivate? If it's not going to do those things, you might not need to say it. You might not need to talk about it. In truthful, helpful, inspiring. Is that right? Yeah. In necessary. Is it even? <laughs> is it even necessary? Do I even need? Okay. Yes, it's truthful. Uh, maybe it's helpful. I'm not sure. Uh, it could be inspiring. Well, here it is. Is it necessary? Is it even necessary? I know you would feel better to say it, but is it necessary? I know, I know it would get it off of your chest finally, but is it necessary? See, this little light of mine. <laughs> see, 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 we got to stop just singing songs and let that be a lifestyle that we live. If you're going to let your light shine at some point, you got to ask yourself, is the stuff that's coming out of my mouth necessary? And then lastly, K, is it kind? Is it truthful? T, is it helpful? H, is it inspiring? I, is it necessary? N, is it kind? K, think. Is it kind? Is what's coming out of your mouth kind? I hope I'm blessing somebody tonight. Uh, I got about 14 minutes. Here we go. Here we go. Number four, number four, to help manage, to help manage. Be gentle. If you're going to manage your tongue, if you're going to use, if you're going to have control of your language, control of your mouth, and if, if your language, watch this, if your language and your mouth and your tongue are going to witness to the world that you are a child of God, that you are saved, that you are sanctified, that you're everything that you say you are, check your tone. Check your tone. See, because here it is. There are a lot of truthful things that can be said that are inspiring, that are necessary, that are helpful and all of that. But you're saying it in such a way, watch this, that I can't even receive it because your tone is wrong. Your tone is wrong. You got the wrong tone. And some of you, some of you have the right things to say to people, but you come at them completely wrong. 
you know, oh my God, you know I'm right about it. And, and some of you have people in your mind who that fits and actually you're that person. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're that person. You, 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 you don't know it. And I, I, I wish, I wish somebody would tell you, and actually some people have told you and you just refuse to listen that even the stuff that you're saying is good stuff, but I can't receive it because your tone is messed up and you come in, watch it. You coming at me like you're, you're so much better than I am. And, and you're coming at me like, like, like you're holier than thou. You're coming at me like you've never made a mistake. Your tone is wrong. You're judging me. And I can't receive the good stuff that you got because you're just approaching me wrong. Right. Oh, okay. So, so you, 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 you think I'm just making this up No. Um, look, look, look at, look at, look at, look at, I'm sorry. This is the scripture I want to look at Proverbs 15 and one, a soft answer turneth away any wrath, but grievous words stir up anger, grievous, a soft answer. Check your what tone. Sometimes you can be saying the right thing, but because you pushing so hard, and 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 you got an edge to it and you cutting you, you instead of and i see it so often i see it so many times where people where people mean well but but the way you came at me right i i i could have received it had you come at me a different way right and I see that happen in families. I see that happen in, in ministry. I see it happen in, in friendships, right? So check your tone. Check your tone. I am, wow, I am just about out of time and I still got some more. To, I got I got some more to go, y'all. I got some more to go. Let me let me do two things and I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it for the night. I'm gonna cut it for the night. Um I, I, I wanna I wanna introduce this. And we'll we'll finish it next week. There are, listen to me, listen to me. There are some blessings because here it is. We always think we got to say what's on our mind. I need to help somebody. There are some blessings in keeping quiet. There are some blessings in keeping quiet. I want you to practice being quiet. Some of us just talk too much. We don't give space for silence, for pauses. I remember, I remember when I was uh, doing some worship planning a few years back, and I talked to our team about um, uh, the need for. Uh, being intentional about not filling all of the space with sound, but actually letting there be some silent time. It's interesting. People get kind of weirded out when it's silent. It's like they think they think every moment has to be filled with sound. And I need to tell you, sometimes there needs to be some just reflection. 
sometimes there needs to be a pause where where I can just take in what's been said. And when you're in a conversation with people, rather than just immediately responding, sometimes you just need to. Take it in. And I don't I don't I don't mean patronizingly take it in. I mean really pause, reflect, hear what that person said, and take it in. Too many times, and here's what here this happens in friendships, this happens in marriages, this happens in all kinds of relationships. Too many times. We're so ready to answer that we have not heard. And that's why James says it's in his book. That's why I tell you, I need to read the whole book of James. James says we need to be swift to hear and slow to speak. That's in James 1 and 19. Be swift to hear and slow to speak. And when you are swift to hear and slow to speak, one of the blessings of being quiet is that you get to hear what's on a person's heart. You get to hear what's on a person's heart. You miss what's on a person's heart when you are ready to talk, to respond, to say what's on your mind, to give an answer. Sometimes you just need to let me hear that. See, because here's the thing. Here's what I here's what I know. Here's what I know to be true. That when you cut people off, listen to me. When you cut people off, some of them, just depending on, on how they're composed, right? Some of them, when they've been cut off, they'll never say what was on their heart. And you will have missed the blessing of finding out what was on their heart. Because guess what? They never got to it. They were, they were still processing it, trying to get it out of their heart, out of their mouths. Because remember, the scripture says that out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And so the mouth is speaking. And, and all times when the mouth is speaking, it hadn't gotten to exactly what's on the heart. But you cut it off before what's on the heart could get out of the mouth because you were ready to respond. Hush. Let the person who's talking talk so they can get out what's on their heart. There's a blessing in being quiet. They can finally say what's on their heart and you miss what's on people's heart by cutting them off, by jumping to conclusions, by assuming that you already know where they're going. Hush, let them say it, hear it. And if you were right, then you were right. But at least you heard what was on their heart. Amen. Listen, I gotta stop right there. I am not done, but I promise you, I, I got a whole lot more, I got a whole lot more. Uh, listen, I, we're going to finish this next week. We're going to finish this next week. I pray that it's been good for you. I'm out of time, y'all, but I promise you I'm not out of word. Uh, and we're going to finish this next week. We're going to finish this next week. So I want you to share this with your neighbors, share this with your family, with your friends. Uh, we're talking about the anatomy of a believer. Uh, we're going to continue talking about this tongue on next week. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. It's going to be good, y'all. It's going to be good. So let's, 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 uh, 
Let's encourage one another. Let's encourage one another. I pray it was good for y'all. Y'all let me know. Amen. Amen. I pray it was good. Listen, we do we have any prayer requests, anything that we want to lift up tonight? Uh, anyone we want to lift up tonight? If so, uh, go ahead. You know, let it be known in the uh, in the chat. Uh, let it be known in the chat and we will lift those names up. Amen. God bless you. Thank you all uh, for being in the study on tonight. I pray you were blessed by it. Uh, let me see. The pandemic uh, has shown me just how golden silence is. Amen. I see you, uh, Sister Cecilia. Amen. Um, reading James tonight. Amen. God bless you, Deidre. Yeah, read it tonight. Uh, the book of James. You can read the whole book uh, in one sitting, I promise you, and and it will bless your heart. It will bless your heart. Uh, any any um, any prayer requests on tonight? I'm looking for some uh, names. If there are any names, uh, go ahead and lift them up, and uh, we will we will make sure that we lift them up on tonight. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, yeah those who are affected by Hurricane Sally. Amen. Amen. We will do just that. Let's see. We have uh, Sister Green is asking Lisa Green, uh, my sister Pamela Ford. Okay, Sister Green, we will lift uh, Pamela Ford up on tomorrow. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, let's see. Ashley Smith uh, lifting all of those up who have been affected by Hurricane Sally. God bless you. Thank you for being in 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 uh, having your mind. Uh, on them, and uh, we will continue to do that as well. Uh, let's see. I see my friend is on, Reverend King, uh, Reverend W.L. Newton in Greenville. Amen. Reverend King, uh, let's talk tonight. I don't know if something's going on with, with Pastor. Uh, I don't know about it. So, yeah, we will lift him up, but let's talk tonight, brother. Uh, Reverend King in, in, in the Delta. God bless you. Thank you for being on tonight, Reverend. Um, let's see. Let's see, Latrice Westbrook, amen, Stone Whitfield and Boone families losing family members. God bless you, Judge. Judge Westbrooks is on with us. Uh, Judge Westbrooks, y'all, is running for uh, our Mississippi State Supreme Court. That's right, Mississippi State Supreme Court. Uh, she's on with us on tonight. God bless you, Judge. Uh, we're going to be praying for you and for uh, your uh, success uh, in that as well. Amen. Let's see, we've got... Um, was that those in the smoke in Linda Turner, those in California, amen. God bless you, Sister Lucille Green. Pray for Sister Barney Delisha McGee. God bless you. We will do that. Amen. Uh, Sister Tita, uh, Tita Cheatham, Sherry Taylor, uh, three months fighting COVID. My God, my God, fighting it for three months. Amen. Let's uh, Let's lift her up. Let's lift her up. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Um, any others? Uh, let's uh, uh, please, by all means, uh, you can let let it be known uh, in this in this timeline and we will lift them up. Uh, I will look at the names uh, even after we go off and I will lift them up in my private time as well. Vicky Nunn, uh, pray, please pray for my mom, dad, Mr. and Mrs. Hill. Amen. God bless you. We will do that as well. Amen. Sister Divinity, pray for newborn grandson. You got a newborn grandson in Orlando, Florida. Amen. God bless. Congratulations, Sister Divinity. And we will be praying for your safe travel home. Amen. Amen. I pray this a healthy boy. Amen, grandson. What's his name? Get, tell us the name. Give us some info. Give us some info. Uh, name, uh, weight, and all of that. Let us know. Let us know. Amen. God bless you. That's always a, a great blessing. 
All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, how thankful, how grateful we are for this time. We thank you for your word, for the truth of your word. We pray, oh God, that uh, you will bless now the word that has gone forth, that it will take root in our hearts. Lord, we pray that you would give us strength to be a light, the light that you have already declared us to be, a light in our language, a light in our communication, a light in how we relate to and with each other through our discourse. God, we ask that you allow us to guard our tongues, put a watch over our mouths, allow us to be swift to hear and slow to speak, Give us the wisdom to think, to be truthful. And Lord, we, we need to be inspiring and we need to ask ourselves if it's necessary, if it's, if it's kind. We, we need to be sure that it's helpful. Think before we speak. God, we pray that our words would encourage and edify and not tear down, that our words coming from our mouth would produce life and not death. That our words would be one track and not double mouthed. Granted, God, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, for all who have been called out in need of prayer on this chat line, you know them by name, oh God. You know the need, you know the request, you know our heart's desire. And so Lord, we pray for healing. We pray for your hedge, healing for those who are dealing with COVID and other sicknesses, your hedge for those who are dealing with fires, floods and hurricanes. God bless now, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. We love you and we adore you. We consider it to be done. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you, beloved. Again, make sure that we are good digital disciples. Amen. We're looking forward to sharing with you on Sunday. God is great and greatly to be praised. And we're going to get out of here. But I thank you for joining us. Thank you for being uh, just uh, the faithful people that you are. Uh, and I'm going to be praying for your safety. Uh, we're, we're continuing to do all that we can to minister to uh, the needs of our people. Uh, it gets a little challenging at times. We we hear the, the feedback that sometimes we drop the ball. It's not intentional. Uh, we're going to do everything that we can to make sure that everyone who needs assistance uh, is getting that. So uh, uh, let, let, let's make sure we stay in good communication with one another. And uh, we're going to do our level best uh, to be light in this dark world. Lord bless you and keep you as our prayer. Good night.